Basketball is my life. I have nothing else. This is incredible. This is the best yeah. game before I've ever heard. Shooters. That's, that's what we do. Shooters, a basketball podcast. Let's go. All right, welcome back. Season two, we're officially calling it, which is exciting. Uh, Jack, how are you doing this week? What have you been up to? I'm doing very well. I'm officially back in Tasmania on the beautiful home soil. And we've had a little preseason kind of mini camp, we called it, more like a boot camp. But we've had all the Aussies in. We've been getting after it four straight days, getting everyone acclimated to what we do. Acclimated? Yeah, there we go, to what we do. So it's a tough uh, word. There you go. Uh, starting the podcast off right. You know, helping guys getting settled into their houses, having guys come across on, on the boat, uh, you know, and just doing all those different things, building that building that culture, had a couple team dinners, lunches, uh, and all that good stuff. But we've been working hard nonstop from 7 till 2 each day, getting back after it, the defensive drills, defending the island. It's, it's all back. MBL is officially back for Jack McVeigh, I can tell you that much right now. Mm, that's great news. That's great news. I always love, um, give us like a standard or like a surprise or like a storyline from, uh, I don't know, the training sessions. What's, is someone, mm. I don't know, I like specifics. Is someone shooting it well? Is someone well, surprising yeah. you all? <laughs> well, I would say first off, you know, I know he's a great friend, but shout out to Anthony Drimmick. He came in, <laughs> he, he buys in quick. Everyone knows he plays hard, loves a little bit of physicality. And I think he's going to have a great year. That builds into exactly what the jack jumpers are about. And I can tell you, he had a great couple of days and it was exciting to see him in the green down in Tassie. Mm, the new man in town. It must be hard just being the new guy, regardless of like, he's a, he's a league veteran now, but um, I reckon it would just be, it'd just be an interesting feeling that would be like good, ba- good nerves and bad nerves because you probably want to make a good first impression, your first training session, your first week, your first couple of weeks. So yeah, that's, uh, I assume he's just slotted in nicely and it's probably very helpful for him that he's got someone like you, one of his close friends, just like there to you know coach him through it. Well, yes, you're 100% on the money. I mean, it was Sunday night, Fab and me were catching up. I picked him up from the airport, but we were around the house a little bit nervous ourselves. And I mean, we're heading into the third year here. We know what we're about to do. We know what the trainings are like, the process of in the gym. We have a relationship with the coaches and we were still nervous. You know, it's that little bit of excitement. Have we done enough in the off season? Are they going to see the work we've put in? All those kind of self-doubt questions creep in. And so obviously that is times 10 for new guys. And so they all did a great job. Majuk was awesome. He picked it up quick. Great guy. Junior was finding himself towards the back end off the court and showing us that big personality, uh, getting after it. And so it was all the good things. Everyone coming in nicely, nicely. Lockie Barker was, was doing his thing, shooting shots, playing off the pick and roll. And so it was a great week. Um, and everyone was, everyone, everyone was excited, getting after it. And it was good. Tell me, uh, this is a random question I'm throwing at you. Um, tell me what Junior Madut's fashion game is like. Because we had him on one of our podcasts with Annalie Bailey. And he promised that he wanted to get into more fashion, like even like fashion shoots. So I want you to, mm. does, he have good, does he have a good fashion sense or just generic? Hasn't lived well, up to it. Well, I can't comment on it too much because we're mandatory jack jumpers gear to and from training. So we're all in the nice, yeah, we're all in the nice new green, the green polos, the green hoodies, uh, and we're looking sharp. 
And so I haven't seen too much of his fashion, but I appreciate you bringing that up because we've seen some fun side. We were walking down the street the other night after dinner and there was, there's this little spot in Hobart where people do break dancing. And he, he told us that he thinks he would win if he stepped out. And I'm not sure how serious he was, but it seemed pretty serious. So I think we've got a little secret break dancer on the loose as well. Mm, he either talks a very good game and doesn't live up to these things, or he can actually, you know, do everything he's saying he can, which I hope it's the latter, just putting it out there. I'd like, I'd like if he had those talents. Um, but no, uh, he seems like a fun personality, and um, we're going to run through the, the teams today, and he was actually one of my notes, just to, I just want to see him sort of get more consistent minutes and see what he's really capable of, um, even though he's super fresh into his NBL journey anyway. A hundred percent. So, as... Uh, Darren just said what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be running through all the MBL teams, talking about the roster, uh, our little thoughts, takes, what we're excited for, what we're keen to see when the MBL season starts. We're, let's lock into the Jackies real quick because we'll keep continuing this yeah. conversation. Then I need to know how, what you've been up to, what you're excited for, what projects you're working on. But one person I am excited to see with the Jackies is Jordan Crawford and what he's going to mm. bring What's your thoughts on that situation? Five foot six, the second smallest guy to ever play in the NBL. Mm, I like the, the fact check right there. Could you, who's the smallest? I can't even tell you. I was looking this up last night, but I've forgotten his mm. name. He played for <laughs> Wollongong, uh, 19 till he was 22. Played in a couple games here or there. Before that, it was Shane Larkin back in the day. Uh, but I can't remember the name of, of the smallest, but Jordan Crawford mm. will be taking that. Uh, just by about a centimetre to not be the smallest mm. of all time. Well, I'd, yeah, it's, a, it's one of those things because you hate to keep like every time you think of a guy to just be like, hey, he's small. But it's the facts of the matter and it makes it curious. Um, I'm curious how he'll go. Like, from all accounts, obviously, he can play. Like, he's, he's gotten this far. He's got the resume he does because he can, he can play. But the five foot six is something that you just sort of like, oh, okay. It'll be interesting. So, um, but I heard he can score. Every highlight I've seen, he can clearly score. Um, so, but yeah, he's definitely one of the one of the guys I'm most intrigued by. Um, but yeah, I was I was just I was glad that you guys brought obviously Milton back. Um, just a huge signing. Just a, like yeah, I, I feel like it was done for a while behind the scenes, but they finally announced it, which was cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know. The, and then the other ones I had were um, Marcus Lee. Great addition. I just think he's going to be super solid. And I hear that one of the Jackie's best players is feeling the best he's ever had um, in his career. So I'm looking forward to seeing how you go out there. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Mm, i tell you what, I had a great week too. Uh, the body's feeling good. The mind's feeling good. So the week produced some results. It's always a little scrappy. And, you know, I, a lot of us haven't played this level of basketball in a while. But it was, it was a good week out there, shooting the ball well, feeling good. So it'll be exciting once we get those imports in because obviously they play an important role in the team. You know, Marcus rolling down, being athletic, blocking shots, playing great defense. Doyle doing his thing, as he said. And then there's no doubt in my mind Crawford's gonna, not going to come in here. He's going to come in here and get some buckets. And it's going to be exciting to see. But mm. before we go on to the other teams, I need to know how your week's been. So give us a little breakdown. Mm. What have you been up to? What have I been doing? Um, I don't know, just, it's just, just some usual stuff. Um, we're, 
we got our flights booked in for the NBL One National Finals, so that's coming into nice. life, which is which will be good. Um, but one thing, one project I, I keep mentioning on this podcast because I like a shameless plug, but Annalie Maley's podcast, Under the Surface, we actually just got back from, um, we've got Reebok on board um, sponsoring that podcast. So that's super cool. I just got back from meeting the guys at Reebok, which they seem like a great team over there. They took us to like their showcase, um, got to see some of the you know upcoming merch, the shoes and all that stuff. So it's just one of those projects that's exciting because they seem excited to work with us. We're excited to work with them. Um, it's just about integrating how we can work together as part of the NBL and then the the podcast specifically. So that's definitely a project that's yeah, it's it's fun and, and it's always. I was just chatting to someone before. Um, I think the key ingredient in any project like this is definitely like the dedication and um, passion that specifically comes from the athletes. So um, and Annalie's all over that. So yeah, shout out to her. She's been she's been killing it. And yeah, Reebok, I love and what she's doing as well. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely awesome. It's cool seeing you delve into these other projects and obviously they're finding success and then applying it to what we do here and having some fun with this here. Some other news, uh, obviously you'll be going to Perth for the NBL One uh, National Finals. The Blitz was just announced. So that will be happening at the Gold Coast from the 16th to the 22nd. Yeah, and sounds right. Uh, yeah, and right. and so and so you'll be there running the media team, doing that thing. Uh, what's kind of like? Mm. Give us a real quick rundown because we'll go into more detail in a later episode. Kind of what you'll do at the Blitz on the Gold Coast, and obviously hanging out with me and getting some lunch or a dinner whenever we have some free time. Of course, we've got to actually do that this time. We prom- we promised and we didn't deliver last time, but that's fine. Busy, busy bodies. Um, well, funny you mention that because tomorrow my manager um, Guy Neville, if you're listening, I don't know if you support me with this. This content, but hey, I hope you're listening anyway. Um, we're having a meeting tomorrow about that. So I can't even tell you what my officials' duties will be from the Blitz, but we're going to meet tomorrow, and I'll get back to you on that one. There you go, there you go. Well, that's enough about the future things, because I'm sure we'll have a Blitz, a Blitz podcast. Let's get into these teams, because there's a lot to talk about. There's big movements. It's exciting stuff heading into the NBL 24. Let's start us off with the Adelaide 36ers. Now, someone I particularly want to give a shout out that is an awesome story that I'm sure people will hear about a little bit more is Alex Starling. I mean, he's been one of the greats of NBL Central, uh, which is the, the, the South Australian League, and he's been dominating that multiple-time Defensive Player of the Year, multiple championship winner, multiple MVP, and he got his Australian citizenship a couple months ago, got that roster spot at the age of bit over 30. I don't know the exact age, but he's going to be he's a rookie 34. in the NBL. 34. And he's, uh, he's going to be an exciting dude to see, bringing athleticism, doing his thing. Nick Marshall, officially on the roster. That's exciting. Yes. What, have, what have you got for the Adelaide 36ers? Yeah, um, they're an interesting one. But yeah, Alex Starling, I actually, I said this to you offline the other week. I got a chance to quickly speak to him. He just seems like a great dude, full stop. So I'm always rooting for just good people and um, one of the questions I was just kind of like interviewing him about, you know, coming to the league and um, asking what who he was as a person and stuff. Um, two things I asked him, just those generic welcome to the league type questions. And one of them was, um, do aliens exist? I just wanted him to, you know, jump off the back of that. And he said yes, because sometimes he thinks he's one with his athleticism and stuff. So, you know, he may be 34, but he's not shying away from confidence or athleticism, which I enjoyed. And he also said he wants to win uh, Rookie of the Year, like oldest Rookie of the Year ever was his words. So, 
there's a goal. There's a goal that mm. he wants, um, which we love. But yeah, Nick Marshall was definitely another one. Your close friend, but um, I think the guys um, from the NBL, Liam Santa Maria and the co, they were saying he's going to be a future star. It's just a matter of when. So Nick Marshall is definitely one that's, I think, every NBA fan, uh, NBL fan, um, specifically Adelaide fan, are excited about. 100%. Uh, someone coming back to the Adelaide 36ers, and obviously it's my past team, but he mm. was a great mentor for me when I was a rookie, uh, Jacob Wiley. And so he brings mm. a type of energy, athleticism, fun, uh, and competitiveness every single day that I learned a lot from and is someone that definitely I uh, aspired to be like, to play like, to, to study the way they go about their daily schedule and, and their workouts. So it'll be awesome to see him be in the back, back in the league and I'm very, very excited to battle it out with him and go toe-to-toe with someone that I've admired and still do admire and to go out there, rub some elbows and, and compete <laughs> at, at a very high level. Is he, um, is he as energetic off the court as he, on, as he is on? Because all I remember from him is pretty much just like screaming at celebration, <laughs> celebrations and ones, dunking at it and just yelling to the fans. Is he like that off the court? He is 100% like that off the court. He's full-time energy all the time and I absolutely love it. Love it, love it. It's always nice to hear that. Um, but I, I, in, just in general, they're going to be super interesting just because, um, like, Antonius Cleveland got announced today that he um, has opted out of his contract, which I didn't expect. I didn't expect that would happen. Um, yeah, Robert Frank's gone as well. Uh, Daniel Johnson, apparently, I, I don't think he'll be with them. And then, yeah, your man, Anthony Drimmick, left them as well. So it's like their whole structure, besides from Mitch McCarran and Sunday Detch, those guys, um, yeah. It's a complete shuffle, so they're definitely intriguing. 100%, 100%. Uh, it'll be good. New, new, new guys, new, new system. Second year as a head coach is always good because that first year is yeah. always tough. You know, you get to bring in your own guys. You get to make some adjustments. You get to do your thing, find your feet. It's always exciting to see a second-year coach. Take us into Brisbane, Darren. Brizzy. Brizzy, what have I got for Brisbane? Um, I think, firstly, Isaac White's been killing it. Your man... From Tassie, um, been killing the NBL ones. I hope, I hope he does well. But um, I think it'll just be interesting to see like someone like Josh Bannon. Um, I don't really know too much about him, but people started comparing him to like basically like Nick Kay's type game if he pans out, which yeah, I like the sound of. Um, and I feel like people almost expect him to start from day one or at least get a fair few minutes, which is cool. Um, do you know much about Josh at all? I don't know if you've had any run-ins. I, with Josh Bennon, haven't ever talked to him personally, seen him, uh, or watched him play, but I've heard multiple people say very, very good things about him. He's a winner, works hard, does the right things, has a certain athleticism and grit about him, and I agree. He's going to be a great player from what I've heard from other people. I can't vouch for that for myself (laughs) until I see him on the court doing his thing, but Mm. from everything I've heard from a couple guys that a part of that Brisbane Bullet squad. They love, they love playing with him. They love training with him every day right now. And so it's, that's an exciting young piece to, to kind of not build around, but to add to that what you're working with, what you're developing, and, and what you see the future of the Brisbane looking like. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of future of Brisbane, Rocco Zakarski, what do you know about him? I don't, all I know about him is he's like a 17-year-old, 7'3", whatever, a big, big man. Um, but I, I was just, I'm just curious to see how many minutes he'll get 
next season because he is young, because it, obviously NBL teams are all about winning as much as we love the young fellas getting on court. But yeah, what do you think about him? Mm. Well, it's always interesting because I think sometimes people put a little bit too much stock into playing. Yes, playing is important and part of development and everyone wants to play. But going to battle with Aaron Baines every single day at the age of 17, 18 years old is all you could want when you're talking about the projection of your career. I mean, that's what Mm. it takes. Learning from one of the Aussie great bigs, applying that every single day, that physicality, building that body, getting that strength. That takes some time, especially when you're a bigger fella, and learning how to use that. So whether he plays zero minutes this year or whether he plays 10, 15 minutes a game, I think it's irrelevant in terms of where his projection is for his career. So it'll be interesting. It's a cool story to follow to see how the coach can use him to help winning, especially when someone that big can affect the game in ways that other people just can't. But it's always hard to tell to see how he's going to keep up with foot speed and strength at a young age. I know at my age I couldn't, but his future is very bright, so it'll be be very exciting to see what he's capable of. I always wonder whether seven foot, over seven foot or even high six foot, whether that's a blessing or a curse. Obviously, it's a blessing in some ways, but yeah, you just, you just hope it all pans out for him. Um, do you have any more on Brisbane? Otherwise, take us into Cairns because I've got one name from Cairns that I'm most looking forward to. Let me, let me guess that Cairns Taipans. <laughs> Is that uh, Taron Armstrong, the Tassie yeah, boy I'm, himself? I'm too, I'm too, well, tell I'm us, too predictable. Ta- <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, you let us, let us fly what you're excited to. Did you follow me in college a little bit? Uh, what, what's, what's, what have you heard and what are you excited to see? Mm. I, think, I think the fact that I, um, I wanted to follow him more in college as soon as I sort of started like finding him on my radar and stuff. So I think the fact that I didn't follow him as much as I wanted to brings me to the excitement of him coming to the NBL and me wanting to follow him here. So um, I think it's just his passing. People always highlight his playmaking and his passing. But um, yeah, he seems like he's got some like some bounce as well. So it'll be interesting to see what type of player he is exactly. But um, I've heard he's going to get like a fair few minutes and like maybe even start from like day dot. So I think that what well, that's what excites me about him. Um, whenever a young player comes to the league, if they're a guard, I think that makes it kind of you know ten percent more exciting just because it's got. I feel like there's a lot more pressure on a young guard to lead a team, especially if you're starting. Yeah, I agree, especially in that point guard position. I want to say, uh, particularly with Cairns, I love what they've done with their imports. I mean, the, the, the import they got from the, the German league, I played him over there. Big, strong body, plays aggressively, uh, you know, a great basketball player. And so I think that's really good. Signed with McCall, it'll be interesting to see how they work together, especially with their extreme athleticism. But they're yeah. going to be tough in transition. And if you let them getting running on a break, it is over. You're not going to be able to stop them. So it'll be exciting to see that. And then obviously, our shooters, one of the shooters podcast's favorite player. Yes. I know you know who I'm talking about. Who am I talking about when we talk about one of our favorite players and how exciting it is he's back in that Cairns uniform? Yeah, yeah, it's Bullquell. And I think uh, it's just like you touched on it at the end there. Like just the fact that he's actually back and someone didn't bloody steal another Cairns uh, stud is good. Is, I just like that he's back because I actually I thought he was going to leave. Like I heard rumors about stuff that I'm like, not another one, but yeah, glad he's back. Um, I feel like his, yeah, his growth and his 
Um, his name is only going to continue to grow more and more. So, yeah, we, we raved about him a few times on the pod, um, especially his defense and his shooting. But, yeah, he's obviously a major piece for them to bring back. So it'll be exciting, him leading the charge. Yeah, I 100% agree. Now, to the Illawarra Hawks, another hmm. system in which the coach gets his second year, gets to bring in some of his more own dudes, found his feet. That's an exciting place to be. You know, what can a healthy Justin Robinson look like? Particularly, you know, we were excited. We saw what he was capable of, of in the preseason. Gets hurt. Mm. They love what he's about. He loves the gong. And so he says, I'm going to stay here. I'm a rehab. I want to be part of this team. I want to spend time with the coaching staff. And they reward him by bringing him back and seeing that he's going to be an integral piece of what they are. You know, their play style what they want to be. And so I, I love what, what's going on there. And it's always exciting to see how someone bounces back. You know, yeah, they, got Froling, yeah. they got Froling at the front who's improving every single year. Blanchfield is going to be back and you know he's going to be hungry coming off a great NBL 1 North. You know, All-Star 5, still pushing in the playoffs. So Illawarra is exciting. I'm cheering for my boy Blanchfield because I know what he's mm. capable of. Froling, obviously they got the, one of the best lefties in all of the world, and, you know, one of those shot makers that makes shots that are unbelievable. Well, how are you feeling about the Illawarra Hawks? I think you know, a, like they've assembled a sneaky, very good roster. Like, I just sort of like what they're doing. Gary Clark coming in, I've heard good things about him, even though I don't really know too much about him. Um, yeah, and I think Justin Robinson is the main one. Like, I, I still think it's so cool that he, as an import with a bigger name than some as well, like having that NBA experience, people always talk that up. But as an import full stop down here to hang around your team the entire season when you're you're injured from day one, essentially, I find that, yeah, super impressive that he's he wants to do that. He wants to come back for a second season and he probably feels like he wants to prove himself um, to all us Australians and New Zealand people out here that, yeah, don't, haven't really seen the proper um, Justin Robinson. So I think that's exciting. He's coming off a summer league with Charlotte as well. Um, yeah, I'm just keen to see what he can actually do in this league, essentially. I 100% agree. Well, I started that one off, and I was talking a lot. So I'd love to hear your take <laughs> on Melbourne United. I was just actually just got a little coffee with their new assistant coach, Jacob Chance, yeah. and I was trying to get some little secrets, some ins and outs, but I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't quite get anything off him, so I've got no insider scoop there. But what do you like Damn. about what Melbourne United's doing? You're part of like the new media now. You've got to get like some scoops or some something to, you know, some juicy things to take out of your close friends. Um, just before we go to Melbourne, just some like some sneaky sort of fun guys from Illawarra. I reckon will be fun to watch. Like AJ Johnson, next star. He's got that hype about him. Um, I get confused, but I think he's Jalen Green's cousin or something. So that's kind of yeah, the the Houston mm. Rocket star, which is yeah, kind of intriguing. Yep. Um, Dan Greeter, just like, I just want another healthy season from him. And Lachlan Olbrick, I don't know too much about him, but I have a feeling you've had some sort of run-ins with him as well. So, yeah, I just think they've got some some good young guys that you can actually, you know, you don't know what to expect from them, which is intriguing. But, yes, yeah, I can I start on Melbourne. Don't worry. No, I, I love it. Lachie Olbrick has been playing down in Adelaide with uh, Anthony Drimmick, and he's been a star, like, big body, strong, moves well. So, you know, a young fella coming out of college early because he got that three-year deal. Uh, he's going to have a little chip on his shoulder because I think he wanted to be at Adelaide. So that was the rumour going around. But he's going to be in Illawarra, okay. which is a great place to start your career. And, and uh, with a body like he's, the way you move, good three, he, he has yep. potential to be a genuine long-term star in this league. 
circle that Illawarra versus Adelaide lineup, I reckon. But yeah, Melbourne, I think, um, are they going to go like a no import lineup? Because like right now, I'm pretty sure the entire roster is Aussie slash New Zealand and Ariel Huckpotty is the new, uh, as the next star, German background. But am I right in saying they don't have any imports signed? I think I am. I'm just going to say that. I think I am. <laughs> Yeah, as there far as I'm going to say, yes. Yeah, no, so that's very there you go. I, I like it. They're going to probably yeah. need to bring in some sort of injury replacement for uh, Joe Lawal, who yes. sadly yes. is a big out because he did something to his wrist, mm. with, which must be bad because it's four months is what the NBL post said, and uh, yeah. and that's what I've heard. But uh, And he's going to... He, everyone knows what he's capable of. So it'll be interesting. The all-Aussie lineup, they went with the mm. one... Or two, the import Scotty Hobson off the bench when they won the whole thing. Uh, and so they could be looking to do something similar there. Delhi. There you go. Who there knows go. what they're going to do. I like, I be, I like the references you have sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no, they'll, they'll be fun. And um, yeah, bringing Luke Travers in. I think, I personally, I, I think the Luke Travers move for Luke as a just a person, an individual, is good for him. Like, I think his main reason was purely to get out of his comfort zone. So even if that's a the only reason I think that's really cool, but yeah, I, I, they'll probably have to be like people are talking them up as contenders already, so it'll be interesting. But it is sad about Joe Lawala Chul. Like, I think like people are just hyped to have him back, and then it's just like, boom, you're out for months and months. So we shall see. Um, but yeah, New Zealand Breakers, what you got? New Zealand Breakers. Now, this is the one team I actually don't know too much about, uh, and I haven't been yep. following too closely, but I was surprised that they didn't bring uh, Brantley back. You know, he was a beast, mm. uh, played that kind of, that, that small ball four that the NBL last year was surrounded by. You know, every team almost had one. You had Cooks, you had myself, you know, DJ Hogue, Mitch Creek. And so that's all, that similar play style, I won't be surprised if, if it's the same. Luke Travis will now be playing kind of that role, I am, imagine, with uh, Melbourne United. But uh, New Zealand Breakers, I haven't been following too closely. I'm still a little hurt from being eliminated from them. So this is on you to, to take this one away. You're just like, I'm intentionally not watching or paying attention to them. Um, no, that's fair. They've got um, one of our men that we both saw live in, where was it? In our Germany experience, Zyland Cheatham. Yep. I don't know if I'm saying that name correctly, yep. but I found it cool that we saw him and you played against him over there. But um, from what I saw from him in person, he seemed like just like one of those um, sort of great hustle energy guys. And probably as soon as he comes to the NBL, he's going to show flashes of his offensive game as well. But um, what did you take away? Do you remember that game against him? I'm sure you do. I, nah, it was a great game. And then one person I did see sign with Delaney, who was also in the German league, it's yes. going to be some good friends yeah. battling it out out there. And obviously, it's always good to see a homebody go home. And Delaney was a beast. Uh, and he's someone that will put the league on notice that first time he crashes that O-boards. But I do remember the game, you being there, <laughs> us, us, me hitting some shots, you catching some great footage, and us having some fun together. Mm. What's your cooking back there? Who's cooking something? <laughs> no, so we just have to say Lloyd, my younger brother's in the background making noise right uh, now, a lot of noise because he's got on the little compression legs. So you put the compression okay. legs on when you saw you hurt and I hit them earlier. I told him, hey, please keep it down, but he's still being pretty noisy in the background right now. That's fine. We'll forgive him. We'll forgive him. I thought I heard a microwave, so I was going to get some food chat happening. Um, congrats, Lloyd, on the college deal, by the way. Um, anyway, back on routine. I'm disappointed Jarrell Brantley got... Uh, isn't coming back as well. So that was what I had for New Zealand. 
Um, Parker Jackson Cartwright. Can't say I've heard his name before, but Olgan reports, Olgan Ulrich from ESPN reports that they signed him as well. Um, mm. And Justinian Jessup, the ex-Hawk. I haven't seen him. We haven't seen him for a few years, but used to be in the NBL um, as a next star, coming back to the league. So wow. be interesting to see how yeah. he's progressed. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. That's cool to see a next star return. And obviously, he had some massive games in Illawarra. It'll be cool to see how he's developed, how he's shooting that ball, his ability to play off the dribble, if that's improved. But that's that's an exciting get, and uh, that's the first time breaking that news for me. So we got some insider go. insider news by Darren. Don't worry, I don't say anything that's not official, or if I do, we just delete it, but that's fine. Um, Perth Wildcats, I guess you can't go past Keanu Pinder, but were you, on a personal level, were you happy that he went somewhere else, or would you have liked to see him stay back in Cairns? It's awesome to see what he did in Cairns, but as a player first, I always think it's awesome when dudes get to go home, especially if that's what they want to do. So it's a rare occasion in sport where guys get to really play for their hometown, and so for me, I get why people want to stay, see him in Cairns. I love that he could have chased, chased home, be around family, be around friends. Uh, they get to come to every game, watch him, support him, celebrate birthdays and Christmases together. So I, I, I like, I like the, uh, the Perth get by him. But obviously, I think you have a different opinion. Well, it was a very good selling point just then. So you kind of swayed me. But no, like, like I said before, would have liked to see him stay in Cairns, but hey. Like, people, you guys can do what you want. And going home, yeah, I'm not going to ever know what that would feel like or that temptation, so I cannot blame him. Um, but, yeah, the other ones I had for Perth was just people are kind of critical of the three-guard lineup with both Webster's and Cotton. I don't know what you think of that, but, you know, they've shown it can work decently, so it'll just be interesting to see them have, like, a full proper season of that. Um, and Alex Starr and Ben Henschel, both just young players that I reckon will be fun to watch. Um, everyone's used to tuning into Bryce Cotton's show, but to have some of those young guys to kind of replace that Luke Travers intrigue will be fun. will be fun, I reckon. No, I agree, and I love when a, a team has a vision in the sense that they say, this is our local guy, we want to develop him, we want to build that up, and we want to see what he's capable of, of building that culture and, and learning now and, and applying that in the future. And, and when a team does that, I think it always pays off well in the long run. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And it'll be interesting, um, I was going to touch on, like, it's, it's interesting how good Bryce Cotton can be, for, like, how good Bryce Cotton can be, Bryce Cotton for... Did I word that right? Oh, well, you get yep, what I'm trying did, to say. You did, I know exactly what <laughs> yeah. you said. And what, what, what do you think? Well, I don't know. I always, I'm the classic Google someone's age to answer these questions. But I think I under, I over, I undersell ages in like age is just a number. Like I, you can go for however many years you want to go. And I just saw today that Steph Curry said he still thinks he's in the prime of his career. And he's like 34, 35 or something. So, yep. yeah, price is probably same old, really, same shape. Well, I would never publicly or privately ever go against Brass Cotton. So I got to say, as long as he wants to keep getting buckets, I think he'll keep getting buckets. I heard he's someone that shows up to training every single day, uh, plays hard, is professional, looks after his body. He's got a lighter frame, so I don't think it has the same load uh, on your knees, on your ankles as a big as a big fella that's running around and doing their thing. And so the way he moves on the court, I could see him continuing to get buckets for, for a very, very long time and staying at that consistent high level. Maybe it might drop mm. by two points, but maybe it also might go up depending what pieces they surround themselves with. Having him that's and Keanu Pin to play that pick and roll together is going to be a pretty, pretty scary combo. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's a very smart answer, both on a competitive level and a team orientated level. I like that. Um, I'm going to lead us into Southeast Melbourne Phoenix because Ben Eyre, if you're listening, um, me- weeks ago we met at um, some basketball event that um, a friend of mine ran, and we saw him there. He we we, we spoke. He he met Jess, very lovely fella to begin with, but he promised me a coffee, and ever since that he stood me up. So. If you're watching, um, you still owe me that coffee, and yes, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. But on on a basketball note, I think he's going to be good for them. I just want to. I reckon he's going to be like super consistent if he gets those minutes, and I think a change for him um, is kind of exciting as well. Coming back home, like we were touching on. A hundred percent, Benny. Get get my man Darren a coffee. All right, make make so, that happen right right the hell damn now. All right. It's only but, fair. It's only fair. Stick yeah, to your it word. It is. But I agree. I, I think sometimes continual, continuality, continue. <laughs> uh, I might just be making words up. The con, when a roster continues, it can make a vast difference, more than I think most people take into consideration. Yeah. And so when you can build those imports, you know, two imports coming back, you've got Mitch Creek, who's a dominant part of the offense and defense, coming back, they're you learn how to play together. That pick and roll, that defensively taught communication uh, makes such a big difference. And so I think that is always a good thing. Yes, you could always maybe find a piece that fits a little bit better, but you lose a lot of the work that you've already put in over a season. Mm. It's a very good point, actually, because like most people would... Like some imports, they come and people are just like, yeah, he had a decent season or he had a good season or whatever. But then a lot of people's reaction is just like, oh, how can we upgrade that? But I think what you're saying is pretty spot on. Like I think it's it's cool that Alan Williams, for one, wants to come back. He came back, he signed, I don't know, it felt like from the end of the season, he was just straight away like, yep, I'm coming back. Um, and now they're bringing mm-hmm. back Gary Brown as well. So they've got those three starters in them and Mitch Creek. Just coming back, like you said, they've already had a season of work together, so you'd assume they can only fit better um, together now. So I, th- I think it's quite cool when imports come back to this league because you never know when you never know whether they're going to be the ones that make Australia their home, or it's just like a two or three season stint and I don't know, get a championship and go that type of vibe. A hundred percent. And before I lead it off to Sydney Kings, uh, let's talk a little bit about Ryan Brokoff, who's kind of said maybe retirement. Uh, he's definitely taking a year off, seeing where he wants to be, uh, if he's willing to put the amount of time in. Tough couple of years with a lot of injuries, but when he was playing well, he was a big piece for them. Defensively, deflections, grabbing rebounds, shooting the three ball well, uh, you know, providing that length. And then obviously a great dude, so culturally is an important piece, you know, with the experience of being in the NBA, being in Europe, playing for Boomers. He has that voice. Uh, so that will be a big loss for Southeast yeah. and obviously a big loss for the NBL. So uh, I hope he enjoys the year. It'll be interesting to see if he comes back or not. But someone that is coming back and that is exciting for the league and for Sydney Kings is Jalen Adams, who is one heck of a basketball player, the MVP. He said, I want back. Sydney is my city. How do you feel about the Sydney Kings? Yeah, I, th- I think firstly on him, it's super cool that he's coming back. Like, I, I think I, don't, I can't recall any time this has like happened this quickly. As in, you you have such a good season with a team, you win an MVP, you win a championship, have a season off, and you're like, hey, you know what? I really enjoyed that spot. I'm gonna come back. Like you didn't miss a beat. So, um, and his motivation is to keep up that three peat essentially. So, um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, if last time was just 
not like a fluke, but as in if that's just a good season for him or that's just who he is normally. So I hope he backs it up. I hope he does exactly what he did last time um, and can really build like a bit of a legacy in the NBL as like one of the best imports. So um, that's exciting. But Jonah Bolden, I reckon that's that's obviously one of the best um, or biggest storylines. Just who's Jonah going to be after all this time off? I find it super intriguing um, for someone to be – He's made he made the NBA – He's doing his thing over there, just figuring it out, doing his thing with the boomers, and then he's just like, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to focus on other elements of my life. So, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you make of that situation as a whole? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he chased some other things. He said, I'm done. I've got what I wanted to get out of basketball. And then obviously at mm-hmm. some point he's missed it and he's back with the Sydney Kings. It'll be very interesting to see if he's still got that elite level touch, that athleticism, that length the way to impact the floor in multiple different ways. And then you team that up with uh, Denzel Valentine, who in the past has given me the business when he was playing has at he? Michigan State. Yeah, he was playing at there Michigan State when I was a, as a senior when I was a freshman in Nebraska. And so we did mm. manage to beat them at Michigan State, but he still probably cooked me for 30, uh, 10 <laughs> and 10, which is pretty much what he averaged in the Big Ten that year. So it'd be cool. Jeez. That's a big signing for the, the NBL in terms of just a guy that has played a legitimate amount of NBA games, uh, has a, had a great career and, a, and is proven to be a winner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Great get, like you said, and just the intrigue factor with those guys. Um, I hope we see a really good season from him. Um, who's the other one I had? Oh, I just wanted to get your... I, I was really surprised when the DJ Vasilovic uh, news came out that he wouldn't be um, coming back to Sydney. I just found that really interesting because I thought he'd be the guy, type of guy that basically the face of the team with uh, uh, Cooks leaving. Um, I just found that really interesting. I just wanted to get your thoughts on whether you were surprised or whether you, you knew it was happening or anything like that. Mm, I haven't talked to him since the announcements happened, but uh, I know he's always been interested in exploring that European route. He's obviously chasing the NBA, and that's, that's a goal that he's working towards, but I th- he has that European passport, so he can go over there uh, easier and not be counted as an import in a lot of leagues and do his thing, try and chase the ladders that step. Uh, and the way he can shoot the ball, obviously score the ball, uh, he, w- he mm. could really go over there and thrive. And so... At times, it can be intimidating when a new coach comes in. You're not sure where the way you like where it's going. I'm not saying this is necessarily the case, but there's a lot of questions that come up into your head. Is this where I want to yeah. be? Do I want a different coach? Or oh, this, that, this, they're bringing in their own guys. Uh, and then so maybe he felt like it was the perfect time to go chase that dream, explore Europe, uh, make some of that stuff happen. Yeah, yeah, no. You never know what's actually going on with... And like the Luke Travers thing, sometimes you just want to change. Sometimes you just like the what if probably rings le- uh, uh, loud and truly in your head. So, and then you coach Mahmoud, um, uh, Mahmoud Adel Fatah, I think is a pronunciation. But I, from what I heard from him, I reckon you'd get along well with him just because he seems to speak like really positively and like engaging and you just want to run through a brick wall with those guys so if you get a chance to talk to him or whether you have i don't know why you would but media day go chat to him i reckon you two would get along i like it well i haven't spoken to him yet but i might have to reach out and say darren told told me we should speak so let's speak <laughs> like, so that the hell is, is darren no <laughs> no nah, nah, people know you people know you uh Maybe. people know you but that is the team's we just went through mm. what we're excited about. The roster's in place. Now I'm going to s- quickly hit you with a surprise question to kind of wrap this Ooh. up. Because obviously I know 
who I believe is going to win a championship. But I want your final four and then who you think is going to win the championship. <laughs> and we need to write this down. I know it's early, but everyone loves an early prediction. Darren, final four. take it away. He's not even asking for the champion by himself. You're just like final four and champion. Um, all top right, four that is, uh, and, top four and the champion. That is some pressure, uh, young Jack. But um, look, I'll give it to you. Does I won't give you the top four in order because that's a bit yep. difficult. Yep. But no, I'm gonna no put Melbourne, needed. Melbourne in there. So, oh, jeez, where do I go from there? Uh, <laughs> nah, I think I'm gonna say Perth's in there. The classic two. Oh, there's too many good teams. Hang on, hang on. Let me just think about this. I reckon... Okay, I got it. I think it's going to be... Oh, I feel bad for putting some teams out. Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, Tassie with Phoenix. <laughs> it feels like exactly what Phoenix always do. They like they're very, They show really strong signs, but then they can't put it all the way together um it feels like they do that a lot and tease their fans but i reckon they're gonna do it again so there's my four champion jeez it's just quietly i like um i put you guys there in there but i like what scott ross said to i think it was that summer league actually but he was just like he made a cheeky comment at the end of the interview he's like oh all you guys are just gonna pick us last again so i'm looking forward to seeing how we go or something so i like that comment from him um champion i'm stalling i'm gonna be honest i'm stalling what do you think of the top four? I love the top four. I mean, okay. obviously I'm putting the Jackies in it. It's going to be always interesting with a new coach with the Sydney Kings. Melbourne United, having an Aussie core is hard to do, but when Delhi's leading the ship, I've heard about his work ethic and his leadership, and I, I can imagine he's going to carry a lot of boys along with him. And then your last one was Perth Wildcats. I like what they've done. It's another situation where the coach is heading into his second year brings in the guys he wants, can build that vision, has his feet wet, you know, can find some firm ground, and it's always a better place to start a season from. Mm, mm, I agree. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one at you. I reckon a random pick is Perth. I don't know why. Wow. I just, I don't know why. I'm probably going to come back to regret it, but if Bryce Cotton can be Bryce Cotton, if Pinder can be Pinder, and then you get some other guys that, Corey Webster looked very good down the end, other uh, down the end of last season, Ty Webster yep. be consistent. You know, I'm saying it's possible. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. I absolutely love it. Well, there you go, folks. We want to hear what you believe is the championship team. Mm. I know there's going to be a lot of Jackie supporters right there. Then the top four. So hit us with that, and. Yep. We want to start getting some guests on this show. So we've got a few questions for you. Now, hit us with who you think is going to win it. Hit us with your top four and then who you would like as a guest because we want to start getting some people on this show, chatting to them about things they love, basketball, all things related. Or if you have any questions for Jack and Darren, hit us below. Do Darren, well. take us out. Yeah. Have you got any last words for season two, episode two, the roster update? Nailed that outro. Um, no, just the even tag. Hell, tag the player in the comment. Just say, come on this show. Just do the do, do the hard work for us um, by yourselves. See what they say. But no, that was it. That, it's fun looking at the rosters and um, predicting things this early is never a good idea. But you forced me into it. So that's it. We'll see you next week, guys. Um, we're going to try to do these more and more regularly, just like once a week. Make a time for it. Yeah, we're back.